Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rico Report. Yes, it is Saturday. Typically, I go on a Friday, but, you know, we switched it up a little bit. And uh, I figured, you know what, let's just jump on on a day that, you know me, I got to split time with the family. So I chose, you know what, let me just give them a Friday and jump on Saturday. So I know time is of the essence for folks and uh, they're doing some things on Saturday. So if you're here tuned in, smash that like, appreciate y'all. And if you're tuning in with me for the very first time, this is the Rico Report. This is the Buffalo Fanatics. Let's go. We've got some camp talk. We finally have football to talk about, right? We've had three days of camp. And in three days of camp, a lot is the same. Really and truly, the stars are shining. Those that need to shine, shine. And those that need to prove themselves continue to be in that place where they got to prove themselves. And that that is camp for you. And usually in camp, you already know who's going to do what. We already know who's going to be placed where. Aside from a couple of additions to the team, there are some places and there are some spots that are available, right? Some backup positions. But for the most part, if you look at this roster from, I mean, quarterback down to the kicker, a lot of it is not, it's not going to, there's not much going to change. But it's always fun to talk about camp. Now, keep in mind, guys, camp, you guys already know what it is. The first three to four days of camp typically is to kind of not condition yourselves, but really you got to get the whole team together, right? There's no hitting. There's some there's some thud, if you will, a bit of contact, but for the most part, you don't you don't want the contact uh, because you see you see fellas that are that are going down around the league. You know you got big time players going down around the league now. Not a lot to do with the contact per se. Could be you know what I mean a little bit of rust, shaking off the rust a little bit. I mean, and if you guys are under a rock and you have no idea who I'm talking about, two prominent players. Um, have uh i mean one at least have is, is out for quite some time and that's jalen ramsey the uh the newly acquired db from the rams um got signed and and, uh, and traded to the dolphins and uh, all the talk this offseason was about the great duo of jalen ramsey and xavier howard and this up-and-coming team of the miami dolphins and how difficult it's going to be for opposing offenses and so on and so forth right well that is true. It would have been problematic. Problem is, injuries happen. And unfortunately, a big-time injury took place with Jalen Ramsey. And ironically, he was covering one of the best, if one of the best receivers in the game, in Tyreek Hill. And shit happens, man. And my man tore his meniscus. 
So they to- they completely had to repair his meniscus. He is out until potentially mid-December. That is a big blow to that defense. So guess what? The Miami Dolphins go out and sign Eli Apple to a one-year deal. You guys remember Eli Apple? Big shit talk. Eli Apple talking about go have fun in Cabo. Well, my man, my man's is back. And we're about to find out uh, how quickly he's going to, you know, throw himself into that defense and uh, how badly he's going to get cooked by Stephon Diggs. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Stephon Diggs will cook Xavier Howard. Stephon Diggs has, you know, cooked Jalen Ramsey and put another name on the cook list. Put another name on the cook list and you're going to get yours. And you happen to have us twice a year. Eli Apple, all that issue we're talking when you were with the Bengals, you were about to get this work because a lot of times you thought things were sweet. You thought things were sweet. So Eli Apple's going to get this work. I can, I can I can, give it to you right now. He's going to get this work. Trust me. We remember everything. And the Miami Dolphins signed him. Shame on y'all because we remember Eli Apple. <laughs> so Eli Apple, we're going to take a bite of that apple. That's for damn sure. And I'm not pausing on that. That's for sure. So that being said, Dolphins are without uh, their big top dog in Jalen Ramsey. Now you've got Joe Burrow. That goes down to a calf injury. Now, here's the thing with the calf injury. A lot of people are saying, well, we'll take it easy. It's a calf injury. Relax, right? But my man Bobby uh, kind of quickly reminded me that they said the same thing. I think it was Bobby or Pierre. They said the same thing about um, Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant tore his Achilles, I'm not saying it's Achilles or anything of that for Joe Burrow. We have no idea. But they were saying, oh, just a strained calf. It's just a strained calf, and then days later, maybe a week later, you find out that the real diagnosis was a torn Achilles. Now, I really hope that's not the case with uh, with Joe Burrow. I probably it's probably not the case. It could be genuinely a strained calf, and strained calves aren't fun. If you've ever had a strained calf, it can put you out for weeks, man. It doesn't it doesn't allow you to be as explosive as you'd want to, and it's crazy because a lot of the injuries these players get, they're nagging soft tissue injuries but golly could they ever take a toll on a player's development on a player's ability to gain some chemistry with their squad good thing is joe burrow is already that dude he's not a newcomer to a team where now he's got to take time off but it sucks because he want to shake the rust off you want to be able to acclimate yourself with your your teammates some new receivers and so on and so forth and you can't do it because you've got a strained calf so joe burrow out jalen ramsey out and here's the thing Two prominent names from the AFC. So uh, do with that information as you will, uh, but we'll see how that play that plays out. And we've got listen, man. This is it's a weird time, man. It's a weird time in the league because you got players that are unhappy. You have players that are requesting trades. You have players that are requesting more money. I mean, right now the Dallas Cowboys are dealing with one of their linemen, one of the the best linemen. He was once one of the the highest pays paid guards in the in the nfl history uh i think i believe it's frederick frederick is now looking for a new contract and guess what jerry jones is like listen man we made you a top player in the game we we paid you like you're the best and now you want more money nah we got to take that money to sign other people so you're gonna report when you report to and when you report we'll see you when you get there and there are some consequences but you go report when you need you to when we need you to report so frederick's like all right if that's the case Cap has gone up, you know what I'm saying? And my play hasn't declined. I want more money. And Jerry Jones is like, you ain't getting it. So we're going to find out, right? When Dak Prescott starts throwing picks left, right, center because he doesn't trust his linemen, Jerry Jones is going to have to sing a different tune. 
<laughs> he's going to have to sing a different tune. So we'll see. It's just a big game of chicken right now. So we'll see how that plays out. So um, look at Brandon Murphy says, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is requesting a trade. So like, listen, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Martin, excuse me. I said, Frederick. Thank you, Stevie franchise, Zach Martin. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Now, Jonathan Taylor asking for a trade. I find that odd. I find that very odd. Like you got to read, you got to read the room, my G. You got to read the room because you're noticing your counterparts are struggling to get a good contract. You got Zeke Elliott right now that still doesn't have a, a team right now. And he just took a, a meeting with the Dallas, excuse me, the, the New England Patriots. So like, you know, times are hard for the running back position. And allegedly you want to ask for a trade? Fam, what are you doing? You have, you're in a, like, you're in a position that you're not in the position to be asking for a trade. Number one, you're one of the best in the game, but you were not in the position to be asked for a trade last year. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't have your best year. You were on and off with injuries and so on and so forth. Fam. You know what I'm saying? You got Josh Jacobs. That's trying to get paid and wants to be in his area. And you asking for a trade fam. No, no, read the room, <laughs> read the room, come in and have a monster year. And then you can talk about it, but you asking for more money or asking for new, you want to be traded. E. I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that, Jonathan Taylor. But if that's your prerogative, boy, they might. They listen. They ain't gonna trade you. First of all, they're not gonna try to do that unless they're trying to get a lot in return. And the running back position right now is taking a big hit. So this is not the time for you to be doing that. That's a, that's a, that's a poor time to be doing that. Asking for a trade at this point, but it is what it is when it comes to that. Uh, in terms of players being brought in and players being signed, uh, Darrington Evans. I mean, I, I we, we signed this brother a few days ago, but Darrington Evans, former running back for the Titans, um, has has come on as a, a running back for the Bills, right? Obviously, we know we know the reasons why. Um, Naeem Hines obviously suffered a, a pretty crucial injury that's knocked him out for the rest of the year, and who knows if his playing career continues, right? Because it's the running back position, right? And they they're showing no love and no respect for the running back position, and now you got an older. And an older vet that's hurt, nah, we don't want to have that. So uh, that that's that's that it's not looking good. So Darrington Evans coming into the Bills, love every bit of that. Salute to Darrington Evans, and uh, he's going to provide some he's going to provide some uh, some depth number one, and he's going to provide some depth to the kick return punt return game. Right now, it's going to be between him and Deontay Harris. So Deontay Harris and Darrington Evans will be splitting the reps, and and looks like potentially might be. One of those two dudes coming in. So we'll see how that plays out, man. By the way, we got a few people just signed in that just uh, that tuned into the to the squad and tuned into the show. Salute to you guys. Uh, welcome. Smash that like as you guys get in here. And by the way, I got to stop all production. I have to stop all production. Uh, I want to, and I and I need you guys to hit up my man, Z-Bot. I need you guys to hit my man, Z-Bot. I want to give a big, big, big congratulations to our guy, Z-Bot. If you guys don't know our guy, Z-Bot, Popped the old question to his lady, got down on bended knee, popped that thing open and said, will you? And uh, it turns out she's a smart lady. She said, yes. Yeah. So salute to Caroline. Salute to my man, Z-Bot. Going to make uh, his lady an honest woman and uh, is going to have her hand in marriage. And uh, welcome to the fraternity, man. It ain't easy, bro. Marriage ain't easy, but you going to make it work. You going to make it happen. And we already know loyalty is huge because if you are a fan of the Buffalo Bills, you nobody's ever going to question your loyalty. Your loyalty is massive. So she already knows she's got a loyal man. You know what I'm saying? My girl already knows. Look, listen, 
there's only one team that I root for, and that's it. And it's the Bills. And she's like, yo, if you're loyal to this squad for that long, I ain't worried. So congrats to my guy Z-Bot. Going to get, uh, get, get, get his ring on and get married to his woman and uh, his lady. So congratulations to you both. And uh, we got to get right back to the show. So if you guys have him on social media, hit him up. Say what's up. Tell him congratulations. And uh, big things are coming his way. Big things are coming his way. So uh, that being said, man, uh, Darrington Evans to the Bills. And uh, we love that. He brings you speed. He brings you versatility. He brings you ability to catch out of the backfield. Pretty much the same kind of skill set that Naeem Hines and James Cook give you. So that's what we get uh, in regards to Darrington Evans. We signed former second rounder Andy Isabella. Now, for those that don't know who Andy Isabella is, Andy Isabella was a former second round pick by the Arizona Cardinals. Kim coming out of college was all about pure speed out of the slot position. He's a slot receiver, uh, can play a little bit of outside, but primarily he's a slot receiver and can can uh, can do some special teams. So very interesting signing. I mean, it's a no-brainer, to be honest with you, because he's got the skill set to be a good receiver. It's all about putting him in the right position and put him on the right team and, and using him. Now, that, that slot position is going to be is going to be heavily scrutinized because really look about it. Think about it. You've got Khalil Shakir and you've got, uh, obviously you've got the newly Andy Isabella Then you got Deontay Harris. That's going to be in the slot. Then you got a little bit of Trent Sherfield is going to be in the slot to the Y. So like it's going to be congested. You got Justin Shore that's going to be on the outside. Stefan days, Gabe Davis. So we've got quite, quite a bit of, uh, of receiver depth on the squad, but the main thing, and the main point that we got to stick to with the addition of Andy Isabella is the type of speed he brings to the squad. 4-3-1-40. Now, he hasn't had his greatest career. It's been a slow start. He's only got three touchdowns in his career. Um, and uh, he's still fairly young. What he's, he's like, what, three, three years in the game, three or four years in the game. So he's still got youth on his side. So maybe this could be the reset that Andy Isabella has been needing. This is the reset that the Bills need in that slot position. And it gives speed. Speed is of the essence in this game. Speed kills. Speed absolutely kills. So Andy Isabella, 26 years of age. Thank you, John Robert. And uh, he's, on the, he's on the Young Buck side. So we'll see how we utilize the likes and the skill set of Andy Isabella. You've got some speed. Deontay Harris gives you speed. Now you've got Andy Isabella that gives you speed. So we got some speed. Yeah, Darrington Evans. Some speed on the on the in the backfield. Obviously, James Cook is there. So speed is the name of the game. If you haven't noticed, right? We got a tight end that's as versatile as they come, can get downfield. We are going to be a team that you've got to to you know you don't want to mess with. Now, a really good receiver that we have on our squad that's a really good down the field threat, and that's Gabe Davis. And Gabe Davis the other day just had to get something off his chest. I guess somebody was trying to. You know what I mean? Beat her on the bush and call him out. And he had to set the record straight. and be like, oh, listen, man. I may not be, you know what I'm saying, in the short route game. But, like, if you look back and look at my statistics, yo, I'm one of the best, if not the best, deep receiver. I Listen, send that ball deep. I'm your guy. I'm the one that's making plays. I'm the one that's getting the ball. And you know what? There, If you look at his average, he's averaging 17 yards a pop. So he's not wrong, right? His, his most coveted route Believe it or not, it's the post route. That's his go-to. That's where he makes work. That's where he makes his living. Now, I love that about Gabe Davis. Now, but I got to keep it a book as well, right? When you want to be, I mean, Stefan Diggs, and as he should, Stefan Diggs will say, hey, man, 
He is good enough to be, Gabe Davis, he says, is good enough to be a receiver one. I don't care what anybody tells him. He says he's receiver one. If I was not on this team, he is receiver one. And he would be receiver one everywhere else in this, in this game. You know what? I like the confidence that, that Stefan Diggs has in Gabriel Davis. But I will say this. I will say this, though. Our number one receiver is able to not only get downfield and get deep, but can give you the slant can give you that hook, can give you that intermediate to short route, you know what I'm saying, game. That's what makes Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs, because he'll give you a screen, he'll give you a little slant, he'll give you a stop and go, he'll give you everything in the mid, he'll give you everything in the short, and on top of that, he'll take you deep. So that's what you gain when you have someone like a number one receiver like Stefan Diggs. So him saying that Gabe Davis could be number one, that's just confidence in your guy. Um, but I need to see a little bit more from my guy Gabriel Davis as in an all-around uh, scheme of things, right? But salute to the confidence of this team. Salute to Josh Allen figuring things out. Now there is a nugget. There is a nugget though, and I it, it it's nothing, but it's something. It's nothing, but it's something. And this came from Joe Bascalia, and Joe Bascalia mentioned. I mean, I mean, he's tracking everything, and one of the things that he's tracking is how often Gabriel Davis has been targeted in these three days of camp. And uh, let me just make sure that I got it down pat, first of all, before I make uh, make that thing happen. I can't believe Jonathan Taylor is asking for a trade. I just can't believe it. That's that's bananas to me. This is not your you don't the leverage. You don't have leverage to ask for a trade. That's crazy to me. Anyway, um, that being said. The um, and I'm just going to look that up. I just have it in my notes here. So forgive me while I while I put things together here. But. Joe Bascalia came in and mentioned how often uh, Gabriel Davis was being targeted. And let me just look this up here real quickly. So there's been 100 targets, 100 thrown passes in camp, and Gabe Davis has been only targeted twice. Excuse me, I said 100. 37 attempts in the last two practices, but only two, uh, only two targets thrown Gabe Davis's way. I said 100. I don't know where I got 100. But 37 passes, only two going to Gabe Davis's way. Now, is it a big deal? Is it not? Is it something that we should be paying attention to? Is it something that Josh Allen's like, I already have chemistry with you. I'm good. I'm trying to figure out what I got in Sherfield. I'm trying to figure out what I got in Harris. I'm trying to figure out what I got in, in Kincaid. Is it something for us to pause and, and reflect? Or, yo, it's nothing. Wait till the pads come on. Wait till all those things come to, to come 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 to fruition and start working and then we can start talking about it but it is something to kind of put at the back of the mind and say okay duly noted duly freaking noted but we'll see we'll see how that plays out so um let's get into it man so when when it comes to this these the, the past three days of camp the past three days of camp there's been a lot of observations and where do you start with your observations where do you start so Let's start with quarterback Josh Allen. Let's start with the quarterback room. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen is coming in and and he's doing what he's he's doing what he's supposed to do, right? Uh, Josh Allen has has formed has pretty much he's told us before, but he I mean it's now being shown with his actions, and by that I mean if you look and pay attention to what's been going on the camp, it's been the Josh Allen Stefan Diggs show, right? Deep, short, long. You name it, intermediate. They these guys have been putting on a clinic, and that goes to show you. Listen, we're always going to be. That's a message being sent 
not only to the young bucks on the squad, but around the league. Yo, we're always going to be a tandem that works. So Josh Allen is cooking. He's doing what he does. His receivers have got to help him out, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. But Josh Allen is what he's supposed to do. He he says he's 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 going to change his game. He says he's going to be all the things that we need him to be and be focused. And I believe it. And like I said last show, if we're if we are going to, I mean, I'm a I'm an old school wrestling guy. The new school wrestling stuff I don't really watch as much, but you know what I mean that the raw era and all that all that good stuff that back in the day we used to watch. If if I'm gonna use a persona, I need him to be Kurt Henning. And everybody's going to be like, what, Kurt Henning? Of all people, I want it to be Kurt Henning and a sprinkle of Shawn Michaels. You know what I'm saying? With a little pizzazz, a little bit. But I want everything perfect. And when you know you're nice like that, you take your gum out and spit in right their face. And that's the type of guy that I want come from Josh Allen. He's showing us in camp that I can't be touched. I'm nice like that. And my man, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to call him Marty Jannetty. But you know what I mean? It's Shawn Michaels and Mar- Marty Jannetty. They're they running things. The only thing, the difference is we ain't going we ain't going to turn. <laughs> we ain't going to turn on our guy. But that being said, I love what I'm seeing. I love what I'm hearing uh from what Josh Allen is doing in camp. Uh yes, he's throwing a couple picks. We'll get into that as well. Um but for the most part, the defense is saying, "Hey man, and what what you got to realize too is in camp, in training camp, defenses are always light the light years ahead of the offense. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. It's just one of those situations where the defense just they just click quicker, right? There are may, way more reads to be made on the offensive side. It just needs to need to have time, right? And uh, the shuffling of the O line obviously that that plays a factor. But for the most part, defenses normally win it. But there was an instance where Jordan Poirier was like, "Listen, the offense got the better of us." So this tells me that the offense is clicking rather quickly, and this is a great thing. So Ken Dorsey, whatever the heck you're doing, keep it up. I'm still I'm still wait I'm still I'm still uh, excited to to see and to to really you know what I'm saying watch what you have planned for this team what watch what you have planned for this offense so I'm looking very much forward to it so Josh Allen Josh Allen is that dude man it's just what it is is he's just that guy now on the offensive side of the ball we'll go to the running back room right now there's not a whole lot you can do everybody's in pads uh, but I'll tell you this in running routes and doing what they do it's Darrington Evans that obviously he's got a couple plays in the, under his belt that he's done and he looked really smooth but James Cook has been looking fantastic. James Cook is running routes crisp. James Cook is catching everything. James Cook is doing what he's supposed to do. And you love to hear it. You love to hear it. So shout out to James Cook. Uh, this is camp. This is there. You got no pads on. And I'm encouraged what I'm hearing. But y'all already know I'm not going to switch up. I need, I want to see, I want to, I want to see what I'm hearing from other people, right? How he's going to be great and he's going to be that guy. I want to see it. And when I see it, listen, I'm all in, man. I'm all in. But the beautiful thing about this is we have Damian Harris. That's going to be great. Latavius Latavius Murray is on the squad. And Darrington Evans, who knows what we're going to do with Darrington Evans. But we'll see. We've got a deep squad. And don't forget Reggie Gilliam, half fullback, half tight end. He just does everything. Sledge, shout out to my guy Sledge. He does that thing, man. So we will see how this all shakes out at the end of it. But you know what what happens, man? When we've got to get down to the 53 some people are going to have to go. So this is where you got, you cannot, you can't sit here and rest on your laurels of what you did last year, the year before. Every year is a new year. Every year is a new year. So let's let's move on. So uh, O-line, uh, the O-line, I'll go back to tight end afterwards, but uh, the O-line uh, has been looking fair. 
Uh, Mitch Morse is in the building. I mean, obviously, uh, Osiris Torrance is getting some reps with the first team. Spencer Brown apparently has looked pretty strong uh, as of late. Um, I mean, this has been a consensus, man. Tommy Doyle is just getting turned around like a turnstile, man. Like a like a Toronto subway turnstile, just in and out, just moving all over the place, head on a swivel. It's not looking good. But wait till the camps, the wait till the pads get on. There always is going to be in a little bit of an advantage to the defense. The defense has the advantage, right? This guy came newly to the team. He's learning his checks. He's learning all this stuff with his new squad. Give him some time to get acclimated with his new teammates. We'll get better. But you know what? We got a solid, a solid tackle that's going to take, uh, excuse me, guard that's going to really show out soon. But right now, everybody's kind of just gel with one another. So Cyrus Torrance is doing his thing. He's been getting some reps uh, with the first team. Ryan Bates getting reps with the first team. Spencer Brown obviously doing his thing. And you got Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morris, and Connor McGovern uh, getting the reps, right? So all guys are getting reps. And what you want to really pay attention to um, is, is the Osiris Torrance, right? We, we brought him in, obviously, first-round talent. We got him in the second round. You'd like to see them integrate him more, and hopefully he grasps he grasps onto you know, the concepts. He's he's in his nose is in the playbook. And if he if he can outplay Ryan Bates, we got ourselves a rookie right guard ready to go. And then Ryan Bates becomes our swing lineman. So we'll see. It it seems that that would be an ideal plan, but we'll see how that plays out, right? So O-line is gonna shuffle, O-line is gonna do what they do. Uh, we just gotta wait it out and uh we'll see how it shakes out as camp gets the pads on. Because the pads on, hopefully the pads come on this Sunday. If not this Sunday, it's going to come on soon, shortly. That's when you're going to really see what's going on when the pads start coming on. No more thud. It's all right. You got to really get through. And strength has been shown from Torrance. Torrance is known to have strength. So it's been on display, which I love to see. So once he refines himself a little bit more, uh, we might have ourselves a gem at right guard. So let time play on, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that, that works out. We'll see how that works out. So uh, moving on, let's go to the tight end room. I mean, much much of the same. Kincaid seems to be gaining chemistry with Josh Allen. Kincaid um, was was um, was mentioned, uh, I think it was Poirier or Micah High that said, he's as good as they said he was, man. He's as good as advertised. It's nice to see. Stefan Diggs ain't ready to give him his, his flowers yet. He says, hey, man, I just got here. I just got here. All that stuff is, I've been hearing, I'm, it's great, but I haven't seen anything yet. So I just got here, but what I've seen so far has been pretty good. So what I love about this addition, I think we all know this, and I'm not going to beat this over uh, over the head here, but the Kincaid addition helps everyone. The Kincaid addition not only helps everyone, but it also opens things up for himself. Because now where defenses are unsure, do we roll coverage over to Kincaid? Do we keep the coverage on Stefan Diggs? Because if you don't, Stefan Diggs is cooking y'all. And if you don't, you got Gabe Davis going to get you. So that one element, that one piece added to this offense just totally makes a defense have to really pay attention. Well, okay, how are we going to play this team, right? And I'm looking, I'm very much looking forward to it. And the fact that Gabe Davis is in a contract year, Trent Sherfield is making some noise. He's made, he's gaining some connection with Josh Allen. Love every bit of it. But this, this tight end room, Dawson Knox doing his thing. Kincaid is just gaining, gaining traction. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, man, a lot of folks think that rookie tight ends aren't going to do much. I think this is the year that you see a rookie tight end uh, really come in and, and follow the hype. 
follow the hype. Everybody's hyping about Kincaid. I think he actually comes in and he shows you what he's all about. So love, I love to 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 see it. I love to hear it. And uh, it's only going to get better. It's only going to go up from here. So love everything that I'm hearing about that. Here's a receiver room now. The receiver room is is quite is quite something. All right, because you got your main players, your main three players. I mean, I think we I think we all know who the main three. Stephon Diggs. You got uh, Gabe Davis, and one would say, I mean, Khalil Shakir might be your third, right? Um, but you've got you've got some guys that are coming in here that that mean business, right? Sherfield's coming in here and he's making some noise, so he might be moving up. Went up the depth a little bit. Deontay Harris, um, Deontay Hardy, excuse me, is is going to be making some noise as well. So this this will be fun. This will be fun to see how this how this is going to play out because it's pretty damn deep at the receiver position. I mean, if you think about it, look at Kalusha Care, Deontay Hardy. Uh, you got Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, obviously, Trent Sherfield, Justin Shorter, the rookie's going to make some noise, and then you got some depth pieces, right? Shavers, Johnson. Um, you got uh, Brian Thompson and uh, obviously Marcel Aitman. Now, a lot of guys that are not going to see a lot of time, but there is there there are a lot of uh, potential players that are going to have to step their game up because once you want to be able to see what you have on your squad, right? You can play your Gabe Davises, you can play, you know, what I'm saying your Stephon Diggs, but like, how are you going to learn about your your Marcel Aitmans? How are you going to learn about? Uh, you're Justin Shorter. How are you going to learn about your Keon Johnson, your Tyrell Shavers? Like, y- y- you want to be able to learn about those guys. So you got to sit the, the obviously, the veteran guys. And this is how you make a name for yourself. And if you can make your name for yourself enough that you can get time with Josh Allen in the first team reps, it it that's huge. That's massive. So huge, huge time for the receiver room, but it's also too tight. It's so damn tight. We're most likely going to keep six receivers ever. Every year, we always talk about maybe we, this is the year we keep seven. Maybe this is the year we keep seven. I can guarantee you, I have I have more confidence this year than than years past that we're definitely going to be keeping six because Kincaid gives you that split tight end slash receiver ish. So they're keeping six, and then obviously they'll they'll roll in with Kincaid, Moore's, and uh, obviously Dawson Knox, and then you got us. I, I can't. I always mess this guy's name up. Uh, Strandberg, we uh we brought in we brought in a new tight end, uh, former tight end from the uh, was it the, where, where did they get to, uh, drafted to? Was it the Pittsburgh Steelers or was the I can't remember who, but anyways, we we brought in Jay Strandberg, I think his last name is. I can never get that thing right. But anyway, but we do have some depth everywhere. Going from ninety to fifty three is going to be tough. It's always tough, but like I said, these guys already know who's who right before they even start. So we'll see. We'll we'll see. We're gonna we're all gonna see how this is all gonna gonna play out here. All right. Um, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. So offensive side of the ball, we already know what it is. The the Stur- is this Sternberger? Am I saying it right? Sternberger. That's it. Thank you very much, man. I got it all I got it all wrong. Sternberger. I said Stern. I don't know what the heck I said earlier. But anyway, um, we've got depth. This is what pretty much what I'm saying. We've got some depth. So uh, it's good to see uh, the Bills are are turning over every rock. And we're going to get the best out of every guy on our squad. And as it should be. So O-line is going to be their battles. But for the most part, I think we know what it is. That question mark is really going to be at the right guard. We knew that from the start. Ryan Bates may have that edge. But maybe Osiris Torrance comes in and, and takes over. Well, it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be definitely a battle. I think you're, more of your battles really are going to be on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, 
let's, I mean, I forgot. I mean, I didn't really forget about the running back room, but the running back room is what it is. And obviously we got your one, two punch in Harris and cook, and then we'll see how that goes. Now the defense though, that's where you have a lot to pay attention to. So one thing's for sure. We can definitely know that Von Miller is off for a bit. He ain't going to come back until week four and beyond after that. So Von Miller is working really hard. I'm going to tell you, man, that, that dude is, is just solid, man. When you see these, all these dudes that got the, you know what I mean? That, that stay in the gym, be wearing these hoochie daddy shorts. That boy's legs is, is yo, that boy's tree trunks for thighs, for thighs, man. That guy is crazy. So, but you see this boy working and he's working hard and uh, shout out to my guy, the thigh doc, Alex. He says, it's definitely looking much better than when Trey White was last year. Trey White at that same mark, when they were doing the same type of workouts, it seems that Von Miller is a little bit more ahead of schedule than when Trey was going through his rehab. Now, everybody's completely different, but it's always good to hear that it looks really good and really promising for Von Miller because, boy, I'll tell you, when we get Von Miller at full speed and ready to rock, this defense is completely different. And now you got Leonard Floyd, you got Puna Ford, the new additions uh, on this squad. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. By the way, we got 226 people rocking right now, watching from Facebook, watching from YouTube. Do us a favor. Do Buffalo Fanatics a favor. Smash that like while you guys are here. And if there are comments, questions that you want, you want me to, you want me to hit up, right in the comment section, and then we'll hit you up and we'll get we'll get it going. We'll get it popping. So, defense. Here's what I'm really excited about. Based on what I'm seeing, footage, clips. Based on what I'm reading from the from reporters, from those that are actually at camp, we even have our own uh, guys at camp right now. Shout shout out to my man Zach Vondas out there um, and, and doing their thing and and gaining some uh, some intel. Right, and I think there's a few other guys that are out there um, that are doing their thing. So uh, shout out to everybody out there doing the thing from BF Squad. And listen, folks, Ed Oliver is looking good. Ed Oliver is looking very crisp very explosive very strong and he, it's it's looking as if contract is out the way i can relax now and i can go and do what i do and right now which is really good to hear ed oliver is looking very much the part is looking every bit of the part and that's what we need that's what we want right we drafted this brother with the first in the first 10 picks in the first 10 picks so what we wanted from him is what we're getting. Now, keep this in mind. I'm not going to be Google Gaga because there are no pads. So it's, there's always going to be a slight advantage to the defensive player coming in and doing their thing. So, But I'm very much encouraged because if had I heard, yo, Ed Oliver's struggling right now, he's just getting owned by the O-line, and that's with no pads, I, it's not going to look good when he's got pads on. So lovely to hear that Ed Oliver is coming into his own and on his second on his second contract he's going to earn it and i and i'm loving what i'm seeing and what i'm hearing fast forward a little bit puna ford is looking mighty good now he's with the second team but i'll tell you right now if that is who's on our second team and the fact that we rotate heavily with fresh legs coming off the bench yo it's going to be prompt it's going to be prompt so ed oliver You've got Puno Ford in the building. You got the Quan Jones, which I really love. I love the Quan Jones. You got Greg Rousseau doing his thing, um, and 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 obviously owning Spencer Brown. Some people don't want to say it, but Spencer Brown has been solid. 
but Greg Rousseau has been even better. So love to see it, but that's a battle, man. That's the battle you're going to have to have to go through. Um, and uh, the old line, is, the defense is just going to be the defense. That's what they do. We have great, great depth. Now, one name that is shaking, shaking things up a little bit. That's going to have to make you pay attention is Shane Ray. Shane Ray, the former Bronco is turning heads. I'm telling you. And when I, when I saw, first of all, when we made this signing, when we made this signing with Shane Ray, Shane, I mean, he's been out of, I think it was out of football for a little bit. Uh, I think he had even, I think he even had a CFL stint. And anytime that you go from the NFL and you make your way to the CFL, and I hope I'm, I think I read that somewhere. Um, it's tough to make your transition back. It's really tough, extremely tough. So the fact that he has, and he's making, he's turning some heads and could squeeze onto this roster, that would be huge. But you know what's going to have to happen. Somebody's got to go. Who will it be? Who knows? So uh, we will get, we'll, we'll get on it. And uh, we'll make sure that uh, we give you guys the updates as to what's going on in the trenches. Leonard Floyd is, I mean, the veteran guy, he's going to do what he does. Uh, but right now, what's standing out, what you guys need to know, because a lot of folks, keep in mind, right, in this chat right now, there are some people that don't live in Buffalo territory, don't live, let alone in Buffalo, but live outside of Buffalo, outside of the country, like myself, right, outside of even the, the North, of North America. So for those that are tuning in and wondering, okay, what's going on with my team, I'm kind of giving you guys the idea of what's going on with the squad right now. So uh, what's really looking good is Shane Ray's looking solid. Uh, Puna Ford is, is trending up and uh, Ed Oliver is looking mighty, mighty good. And the rest of the guys are doing what they normally do. But those are the three, three names that I've been seeing and reading that have been doing their thing and really standing out. So we, we shall see when it comes to uh, Carlos Basham. And I've said this before, I think I said this like a month ago and I don't, I don't think it's going to be about performance. I think it's going to come down to, it's going to be numbers. It's going to come down to numbers. It's going to come down to who we got to keep and who we got to move on from. And I think that, in my opinion, I think he gets traded. I think Boogie Basham ends up being traded. I think Boogie Basham ends up being moved, not because he's not skillful enough, because we just have a lot of depth at that O-line. I mean, did draft him back-to-back after Grusso. So at this point, if, if we can move him from some picks, I could totally, totally see Brandon Bean going that route. I totally do. Um, so we'll see how that plays out, man. So we've got, I mean, obviously we've got depth, depth pieces in, um, obviously in Jordan, uh, Jordan Phillips on the defense side of the ball. Uh, we've, we've got, uh, we've got quite a bit of, of depth on the team. I mean, this is, this, this is how it plays out, man. We've got my boy, Eli Anku, uh, the, the Canadian from Ottawa. We've got DJ Dale at Oliver, Daquan Jones, Kendall Vickers. I mean, depth. Cortez Broughton, Jordan Phillips, Puna Ford, and Tim Settle. And Tim Settle, I've been hearing some good things about Tim Settle alongside Puna Ford. So that middle of the defense is going to be strong as ever. And when Von Miller returns, game over. It's going to be problems for the rest of the damn league. So shout out to, to the defense. Defense is doing this thing. And uh, away we go. Linebackers. Linebackers. Here's what you need to know about the linebackers. So Dorian Williams, we signed Dorian from Tulane. Um, and, and Dorian, um, the question was, can he be the guy to replace Tremaine Edmonds? Tremaine Edmonds was alongside our guy, Matt Milano. And that's a big piece that is missing in his defense. Tremaine Edmonds was a guy calling plays. Tremaine Edmonds was a leader on this team. So 
obviously there's going to be a lot of questions surrounding that linebacker position. In my opinion, I think we kept the, the right linebacker for this team. Not that Tremaine Edmonds didn't deserve the bag that he got. I mean, people are going to pay, and boy, did he ever. But I think we did a, a hell of a job by keeping Milano. And now we think we thought that Dorian Williams could just come in and slide on over and be right next to our guy, Matt Milano. But that's not the case. They've got him backing up Matt Milano at the weak side. So right now that leaves an open spot for that middle linebacker spot. Insert Tyrell Dotson. Tyrell Dotson, when he's filled in, when Tremaine was out, he did a very good job. He was where he needed to be. He's a thumper of a linebacker, and he's going to get every opportunity to take that and be that guy. Here's the deal, though. Everyone's getting reps with the, with the number one team. Balen Spector is getting reps with the number one team. Terrell Bernard, Mr. Bernard, the substitute teacher, he's getting reps with the first team. So this is going to be musical chairs. We're about to find out who it is. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, man, I am... I am rooting, and I love every, I like every one of those guys, but Balen Spector, and I think I said this early, early, early in the offseason, that I, I like the chances of Balen Spector making some noise and getting himself in op, an opportunity to compete for that spot. I'm not saying he's going to be given, but he's going to put himself in position to compete. Why? If you guys remember last year, it, just hit the YouTube. Go on YouTube and go look at our preseason games from last year. All, all two of them, all two or three of them. Fam, Bailey Spector was left, right, center. He was everywhere on the field. I was like, yo, who is that dude, man? And then you find out it's Bailey Spector. You're like, okay, yo, maybe we have ourselves a gem in that seventh round pick. Now, you don't want to go too far and say, ah, he's that dude. But he was looking mighty good in preseason. Now, mind you, it's preseason. Everybody's like, oh, relax. You're going up against three, four, five, six string guys. Like, settle down. You're right. But I'd rather hear his name often playing against those seventh round, sixth round, and you know what I'm saying, or or that third string team. Don't matter. If he's making plays, if he's where he's supposed to be, I'm all with it. I'm completely with it. He may not be the most athletic, but if he's cognizant and aware of his surroundings and aware of the game and he's in his playbook and he's where he's supposed to be, yo, I'll take that. I'm, and in no way am I comparing him to Ray Lewis whatsoever, but I use Ray Lewis because Ray Lewis wasn't the fastest guy. What did he run? 4-4-6-40, I'm going to have to look that up for Ray Lewis's 40 time because I, I can tell you Ray Lewis was not a was not fleet of foot, but Ray Lewis was where he needed to be at all times. Let me, let me see what Ray Lewis's 40 time was. It can't, it can't, be, it can't be fast at all. Man, he ran a 4 6 4 6 40. Right, right in that range. So Balen, let me see what Balen Spector. What did Balen Spector run? Uh, I don't want to be comparing them too much now. Balen Spector forty time. Balen Spector ran a four six. Perfect. Right in the same range. Right, right in the same range. And here's the and here's the thing. Balen Spector is a seventh round pick. So if he can find a way to get an opportunity and make these plays, and you got McDermott that's running running the show now, and if he sees something he likes. He's going to take it. And he might give Baylor Spector and Milano the opportunity to be both, you know what I mean, the, the Thomas Davis, you know what I'm saying, combination. And you know what the Panthers did with Thomas Davis. So I'm just saying, you never know. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, 
right now, who's got the lead in that linebacker spot? That's uh, Tyrell Dotson. And uh, you got uh, Terrell Bernard that's sprinkled in here and there. And then Baylor Spectre making some noise. Baylor Spectre is making some noise. Obviously, AJ Klein is in the mix, but AJ Klein's the veteran guy. I mean, he might get cut and then brought back later on. You never, you just never know these days, right? So uh, look forward to that position battle. It's going to get heated. Once the pads come on, that's when you're going to find out who's what and who's who. Now, I still have an issue with, with Terrell Bernard. I, he's, he's such a in-between type of backer. You're just, you're unsh- I'm unsure where he fits. Like, can you really see Terrell Bernard earning that linebacker spot next to Milano? If he does, kudos. That means they, they made the right decision. But in my opinion, it's Tyrell Dotson that's going to be owning it. And maybe Baylor Spectre might come in and leapfrog, you know, say Terrell Bernard and, and compete for that spot and get some depth pieces in there. But one kid, we'll, we will see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out. But found that extremely interesting uh, on how this linebacker position is holding out and, and shaking out. So uh, we'll see. So right now, the, the names that are that to be paid attention to are Baylor Spectre, Tyrell Dotson, and Terrell Bernard. That's that three-man race. And we'll see who takes the cake. Tyrell Dotson should be that guy. But if, if Baylor Spectre is just looking too damn good or Terrell Bernard comes in and just he's where he's supposed to be, then hey, so be it. So freaking be it. So shout out to the linebacker squad. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Milano is always going to be Milano. And that's just what it is. Right. So uh, let's let's move on. man. Let's move on to the cornerback spot. Now, corner spot is. It's always it, there's always competition at that corner spot. Everyone knows it. That's just what it is. Your number one corner, obviously, is Tredavious White. Tredavious White uh, tore his uh Tore his ACL a couple years ago. He came back last year, about middle of the season, a little later, and was still working through the kinks, still working through the rust. Um, and now he's had a full offseason. He's had some game time last year. I expect him to go right back to how things were back in the day, to all pro trade. And to kind of give you an idea of what's going on, I guess uh, there was a rep, there was a couple reps, one-on-one reps, with you know, I mean, top dog receivers and, and corners, and Gabe Davis went up against Trey White, and I guess Gabe Davis had the best of Trey White on one of the routes. Came out, Trey Trey slipped a little bit, and my man Gabe Davis plucked it, and away we go. And obviously, uh, from from what people are saying and from what people are seeing, Trey was not feeling that he was he was upset. So guess what? Run that back. So the, so they did ran it back, and Trey White was the one that got on on the right hip of Gabe Davis and bat that thing away. Let's go. So confidence is coming back. And I, this is what I wanted to bring this up for. Confidence is returning to Tredavious White. And nothing nothing helps a DB more when he's sitting here with the utmost amount of confidence that I am that guy. So once his confidence is boosted, it's going to be very difficult for teams to go at guys like Trey Tredavious White. So we'll see. Um how this is gonna how's it gonna shake out a little bit, but we already know cornerback one is and is will and is will will belong to Trey White. Now, what's going on on the other side though? That's the thing. What is going on on the other side of the ball? And this is where things get interesting. This is where things get dicey. So Dane Jackson, Kyer Elam, Christian Benford, those three corners have been getting in and out of the lineup. It started off with Dane Jackson getting some reps with the team 
first team, then Christian Benford getting reps with the first team, and then Kyrie Elam getting getting reps with the first team. And initially, I had no issue with it. I was like, okay, cool. We're, they're trying to figure out who's who, who can do what, and who's going to step up, you know what I'm saying, out of the crowd and say, I want this position, and I'm, and I'm proving it. But then I'm like, then I, started, then, I, then I was like, okay, I am kind of bothered. Because I'm still going to be on the fact that we drafted Kyrie Elam and traded up for him in the first round. I need him to run away with this position. But he's not running away with it. Now, it is still early. It is still early. Wait till the pads come on. But I need him to run away with it. And if he's not running away with it and Christian Benford is on his butt, it's going to be a hell of a it's going to be a hell of a camp, and you know Dane Jackson ain't about to give it up. Why? Not only is he not about to give up because he feels like you know what I'm just as deserving as these guys, seventh round draft pick. I'm just as deserving, and I was able to get starting reps last year. So let's go. I'm I'm aware I, I I'm where I'm supposed to be. Could Dane Jackson end up taking the position of both Benford and Kyrie? Would it, wouldn't that be a disappointment? And I know everybody might be saying, like, listen, man, it's all one team. Yo, who, who cares who's the corner? As long as they're doing their damn job, and I'm with you. But we, we, we gave some capital up. <laughs> we gave up some capital. So I want to be, be able to see all these guys thrive. But if somebody's going to step up, you, you'd want it to be Kyrie Elam. But something in my gut tells me Benford might be the, the better fit. Benford might be the better fit for McDermott's defense. And it wouldn't shock me whatsoever if by week one, Benford is getting the reps, the majority of the reps. But why though? Because Benford naturally is a, is a, is a zone cover corner. Naturally does that extremely well. So if he hones in his skills as a man-to-man guy, like Kyrie is, he becomes the overall better corner. And Kyrie has to do the, the opposite. In, in, I mean, taking on the role of the zone corner and trying to get himself in position of where to be. So this is going to be, and, and then you got Dane Jackson to, to go and to boot. So a mess, but a good mess to have. So we will see who stands out because what has to happen is someone's got to make a play. And already Christian Benford, I think has already picked off a pass on, 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 on defense. So don't be shocked. If Christian Benford takes over, because I'll tell you right now, if Christian Benford takes over as number one corner, I'm getting a Christian Benford jersey. I'm getting a Christian Benford jersey, and we rock. We are going to rock with that Christian Benford jersey. Real talk. But it's a good thing to have. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have. I got my man, uh, Scott Scott Frazier. What's up, Scott? Scott comes in and says, hey, with Elam, you had a pedigree and walked and, and walk the walk and talk the talk. Looks great on paper, and yet, absolutely, right? Give me the playbook, coach. Coach, give me that playbook. I'm going to get in that playbook. Yeah, yeah, all that talk. You know what I'm saying? But you got to show it. And these guys are young. They're going to learn. They're going into their second year. So lots to learn. Sophomore year. We'll see how it plays out. It's not It's not over until it's over. And uh, this rotation at the cornerback spot is huge. So we're going to keep that up, right? Um, but that's what, that's what it's going to look like, right? The cornerback spot is pretty much those three guys. Those three guys, and then you got Kyrie on one side. So uh, we'll we'll see how this all lines up and plays out. Um, when it comes to it, though, if you think about it, that we've got a pretty 
pretty deep defensive backfield, right? And cornerback position, obviously you have Alex Austin that we drafted uh, late. Cameron Dantzler has has been waived, um, so he's gone. And uh, so it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be something else, man. So this it's gonna be quite a deep. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really deep uh, deep position, a depth of, with a lot of depth on this squad. So let's uh, let's show some love to uh, to that competition, and uh, we're gonna see how it plays out. We're going to see how it plays out. Now, the safety position. Now, that is a tricky one. The safety position is a tricky one because we kept five safeties last year. Saran Neal being one of them. But we kept five safeties last year. Look at how many safeties we got this year. Okay. We've got Damar Hamlin. We've got Taylor Rapp. And I didn't mention Teron Johnson, by the way, because he's our, he's our starting slot corner. He ain't going nowhere. He's that dude. I mean, Teron Johnson, I was going to be that guy, right? But DeMar Hamlin, Taylor Rapp, the newly acquired Taylor Rapp. You got Jordan Porter and Micah Hyde. There's your four. There's your four. Like, Taylor Rapp was such, such a solid pickup, by the way. And Taylor Rapp right now, if you guys aren't seeing this, Taylor Rapp is not only taking reps as in linebacker form, he's taking reps as the box safety. I've seen, and, and I'm ready. I'm reading that he's taking, he's taking deep, uh, reps that safety position and, and and he's in deep coverage. He is going to be used very mightily in this defense. He is going to be a probably a household name. He's going to be a very popular name, and we're going to love to see Taylor Rapp make plays for this defense. I feel it. I really do feel it. If he stays healthy, everybody stays healthy. Micah Hyde says his neck is feeling better than ever. If everybody stays healthy, this defense is going to be nasty, especially on the back end. And guess who's coaching the guys on the back end? Coach McDermott right back in it, calling plays. So he's going to be calling plays, but that's deep. And now when you look at the, the depth pieces, you've got Dean Marlowe, Saran Neal. You got uh, Zane Anderson. They brought in Zane Anderson uh, late, uh, or late in the year or early in the year. And then you've got Cam Lewis with Jamarcus Ingram in the mix at corner. He plays a little bit of corner, but Golly, if you really think about it, man, a fifth safety, who is it going to be? Is it going to be is it going to be Dean Marlowe or is it going to be Saran Neal? It has to be Saran Neal. He's a special teams guy. And if it's not Saran Neal, can we can we part ways with Saran? We got a lot of special teams guys on the squad, but he is he's that guy. So I think he becomes our fifth safety. So all these other all these other safeties that we got on the squad, Dean Marlowe, peace. It's not going to work out, brother. We got we got everything we need on this defense, so the, it's it's buttoned up pretty damn good on the safety on the safety spot. Um, now, Demar Hamlin, there was there's been conversation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Does DeMar Hamlin make the roster? I can't see DeMar not making the roster. Because DeMar wasn't playing horribly last year. He wasn't playing horribly. He wasn't great, but he wasn't playing horribly. But I can't see them not, you know what I'm saying, keeping DeMar as the, as your four safeties and your fifth safety be Saran Neal. So DeMar, Taylor Rapp, Jordan, Micah Hyde, and obviously Saran Neal. And then Dane, Dean Marlowe has to go. Or they brought in Zane Anderson. Maybe Zane Anderson is someone that we got to pay attention to. That's why camp is so damn important. That's why camp is so damn important because somebody you think that is under the radar comes in and you're like, what? They brought in Zane Anderson, and Zane Anderson is doing that? Okay. So it's got to shake out the way it shakes out. But I just can't see Damar Hamlin not being on this roster. And I'm not saying that this is – I'm bringing this up as a topic of conversation. No, I've seen it out there. Is Dane – does Dane make the squad? Right? Do they like – you know what I mean? Other pieces more than Dane. Uh, Excuse me, not Dane. Excuse me. um, Damar. So I can't see them. I mean, could you look at look at the PR net, net nightmare it would be? They bring this brother back to life for him to come back to the field, and then we cut him. I mean, shoot, that's 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 the nature of the business, but I don't think we're there yet. I think De- DeMar is actually a fine safety. He's a thumper of a safety. He can hit. So I think that uh I think with that with that said, I think we keep DeMar and I think we keep moving. Don't forget. Jordan Poirier is halfway in, halfway out. I mean, the brother was bringing up state, was bringing up retirement. And I think they only signed him to a, like a two-year extension. So keep that in mind as well. And Micah Hyde is getting older as well. So we've got to keep young depth. Does Christian Benford make his way to safety? Does Cam Lewis make his way to that, to that safety spot? And Cam Lewis, I hope he learned his lesson from last year. Bat that shit down. I should make, I should make a new shirt. Bat that shit down. And, and ain't nobody got to... Somebody's like, what does that mean? Bills fans will know. Bills fans will know twice, twofold, right? Arizona Cardinal game and the Minnesota Viking game. Bat that shit down. I might make a shirt, man. How you guys feel with that? Would you, would you guys rock that? Let's go, man. So um, I think we got some, I think we got some great depth pieces, man. Think about it. If you have these two older guys that maybe in the year or two, they're gone. Taylor Rapp is only 25, 26 years of age. 
So you get four more years of Taylor Rapid. If he comes in and does what he needs to do, shoot, you got depth piece with da- with um, Taylor Rapp. You got a young buck in DeMar Hamlin. And then we'll probably end up bringing Christian Bedford up to make, you know what I'm saying? And then Bob's your uncle. You got Trey White, Kyrie Elam, if, if he earns it. Bedford on the back end of the next couple of years with Taylor Rapp. And the, the, and the cycle continues. The great defense continues. But the beautiful thing about this whole situation is depth, depth, and depth. We've got a lot of depth on this team. So, and I, and I love every bit of it. I got a super chat coming in from my man, Cardero Linder. Cardero, I got to give you this, man. I, I, I got to show you love. You've been, you've been viewing, you've been supporting for years on end, and you always show love like this. And, I, and it doesn't go unnoticed, and I appreciate it. Cardero Linder, shout out to my man, Cardero. Uh, Cardero Linder had a, a super chat, comes in with 50 bucks. I appreciate that, my G. Says, yo, what up, my brother? The truth, Rico. I want to see a lot of two tight end sets, and I'll be happy. Go Bills. Go Georgia. That's my money. My man is always represent Georgia. I love that. Um, and let, let's get into that, right? Because, I mean, the depth pieces on, on offense is down pat. We, have, we already have the depth pieces on defense. It's just going to be a matter of a couple players standing out. Who's going to stand out? That's what it's going to come down to, right? So that being said, I mean, by the way, changes. Taylor Rapp is only on a one-year deal. You're right. But I can't see them not re-signing him next year. I think that's probably going to end up happening. They'll probably end up doing it mid-year, mid-season if he does well. I can't see them having a one-year deal and letting him walk. With that, with that, his his youth, it's not gonna happen. Um, so let's let's go, man. So Cardero wants to see a lot more two tight end sets. And let me put this back up. Two tight end sets. And you very well may get this because even in some of the articles that I'm reading and some of the articles that uh that our own guys have put out, there there are some couple plays where Dawson Knox gets off the line and motions. And I see, I actually, I even saw the clip in motions and then comes back into the backfield as a running back. So if, if we've got little tiny wrinkles like that, right, where Kincaid might start off in the slot and then come down in line, you got two tight ends on one side. Like there's going to be a lot of two tight ends set. You're going to see this year because you want to be able to utilize not only your strength in attempting to run the football, but utilizing your strength in the matter in the matter of how many weapons can I put on this field and and stress the defense because that's what you want to do as an offensive coordinator you want to call your plays that stresses the defense that's got them constantly communicating because communicating is the key thing and if you miss one piece of that communication that throws off every everything right if if I hit my head, and that means man, you know I me, mean? we're in man position, right? And you happen to just look at the at the end, and I'm, my hands coming down, and then my hands are sweaty. I happen to, you know, I'm just making this up. You know, I happen to wipe my my hands off my chest, and we're in zone. Every everybody else is playing man, and then there's your miscommunication right there. That's huge. That is huge. So communication is key, man. It's going to be massive, and and a lot of times that's the way these guys are going to have to make this team if. You're where you're supposed to be. You're cognizant, and uh, you don't make mistakes twice. So we'll see. But having having the two tight end set, that's going to be great. You put stress on a defense, man. You put stress on a defense, and now they don't know, right? Dawson Knox is just is pretty damn athletic. I think he would have scored like a nine, almost a ten on the RAS score. So you got Kincaid that's going to come in. They know he's a running tight end. He's a route running tight end. So now it's like, like, what do we do with Dawson Knox over there? 
shit, okay, it looks like they're running. Nope, they're not. He but buddy just split wide. Why is Stefan Diggs coming across the field? What the heck is going on? I'm stressed out. <laughs> you feel me? So, like, that's what an offensive creator wants you to do. When you look at Andy Reid's offenses, they're hella of it, they're hella annoying, right? Uh, Mike McDaniel offense, hella annoying because all these moving pieces as a defender, as a fan, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh shit, okay, this guy's in motion. Okay, there goes Tyreek. What are they gonna do, Tyreek? Okay, every they're all shit. We just triple team Tyreek. Somebody messed up. And there goes Jalen Waddle down for six, right? So we don't want to be in that position, but we want to put them in that position. So that's why it's always good to have veteran safeties that have seen it all, that don't get don't that don't get swayed in any way. I think it's gonna be great. But on the offensive coordinator going into your second year, Ken Dorsey, I want you to put as much stress as possible on these guys. Stress them the heck out. And not to even mention, we have ourselves James Cook that's, that can catch out of the backfield. And Damian Harris that's going to be running left, right? I, you know, when you have anticipation for this offense, not that you know it's going to be good, but you're just more, you're just more interested. You're just more interested in, in, in kind of uh, how this is going to play out, how this, this offense is going to play out. Like, how are they going to do this thing? Like, it was actually pretty cool. I saw a clip where, I don't know, one of the, the Buffalo Bills media guys was, you know what I'm saying, like, saluting all the, the players coming into the, to the locker rooms and, to the, and he's, he's fist bumping them. And I saw Harris. And I was like, yo, you put pads on that brother. He is going to be a handful. He's going to be a handful of, to, to, to bring down. You're, going to be able, you're not going to be able to bring that guy down with one arm. He is going to run through you. So we are going to have a very nice, very nice one-two punch when it comes to, um, obviously, Harris and James Cook. So, uh, But it's all about when the pads come on. Once the pads come on, it's different. It's a ball game. So my question to you, folks in here, is is anybody in this chat, have you guys been going to camp? Is anybody, has anybody been in camp? And what was your camp uh, experience like? And if you have, let me know. Um, but I do want to play a funny clip for you guys, right? As you guys let me know who has been part of what. So you guys all know that uh, we at Buffalo Fanatics have interviewed players. We've interviewed coaches. We've interviewed agents. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, front office personnel. I remember I had uh, Jim Monos on the squad. Uh, I've had Steve Tasker. I've interviewed uh, Andre Rea. And this is not a this is not a toot my own horn. Nothing to do with that. But there, a lot of these questions that I that I you know what I mean I I form I formulate that I come up with. It's not. It's to steer away from from beating around the bush. Get to the freaking point. You want to ask a player something? Get to the point, right? And you'll honestly get the candid response that you want. A lot of times, I'll speak for myself. When I get an when I see an interview from uh, someone, a celebrity that that I'm interested to see what this celebrity is like, you gain a better perspective for this person. You tend to root for them more. You like them more based on the interview that was presented or how they answered a question. So the other day, Stefan Diggs was doing his press conference and I salute to Stefan Diggs because that's one brother that doesn't mince his words. He says what he means. It means what he says, and he's off with it. Right? So I'm not sure who the person was that asked this question, but somebody asked a question in there and I just, I'm going to play you just the tail end of it. And did my phone not work when I tried to add it? Ah, uh, it didn't work. Okay. I'm going to try to add it right now. Actually, you know what? 
let me try to add it. I'm going to try to add it. So forgive me if you hear staticky noise. I'm not trying to do that to y'all, but this is the only way I can try to add it. So hang tight while I do it. Cause I really thought that he added it, but it didn't. So it kind of pisses me off, but we're going to make it, we're going to try to figure it out and go from there. You know what? I can just play the audio. I'll just play y'all the audio and the audio will just do fine because you, you guys will see and hear what I'm referring to. So hang tight while I find me my audio for you guys. And uh, we're going we're gonna to play this out. So this is Stefan Diggs coming back and putting everything to rest. So here it is. Whether it was leaving the locker room after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that seemed to carry some kind of a narrative. I'm just wondering, and I let the people in with some interesting tweets that you, you sent out. Let mm-hmm. cryptic tweets. It led to people mm-hmm. questioning. It's a great word. Um, it led to people questioning what your thoughts were about your role here. Mm-hmm. And then after, and it just fueled up after what happened. Mm-hmm. Can you go into any kind of detail on what your thoughts were during that offseason? Um, in which you did, you showed your frustration and, you know, you did have some cryptic Tell me your ex- ask me your exact question because <laughs> you're kind of going all over the place i feel like you're trying to not ask a question but just ask a question please thank you yeah ask the mother effing question man hey bro <laughs> steph i love that you you're doing your thing during the off season it's great and you you keep a lot of people guessing with your cryptic tweets fam can you can you clarify what the hell are you trying to say? We don't get it. What do you what do you what do your cryptic tweets mean? Like, are you are you sending a message to someone? What are your thoughts? That's it. They, he knows what you're trying to get to. Ask your freaking question. And I'm not saying all the reporters like that because they're not. You got guys that ask fantastic questions. But well, my goodness, I don't know who that was, but some get to it. Because <laughs> they want to ask the question, but they're too afraid to maybe offend I, I how are you gonna offend the guy we all know what he's doing he puts out cryptic tweets making people guess making people do xyz yo let me just cut to the chase man yo your your tweets can kind of throw some people off and it's been a buzz all off season care to explain what the hell those mean just for clarification not for me i get it but for those that don't know what do those tweets mean right to it and I love the fact that Diggs was like, yo, man, just ask your question, bro. <laughs> just ask your question, man. Like, because you, you, you get lost in the shuffle. And then I've seen it many times. I've seen it many times. And tell me you haven't seen this before, where a player is sitting there trying to pay attention to, you know what I'm The reporter asking the question. And by the time that the reporter is done doing the freaking rigmarole of trying to word what he wants to word, the, the player then says, I'm sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> I've seen it. So many times. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I stopped listening after you said whatever. What was your question? And then the guy goes, basically what I'm trying to ask is blah, 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 blah. Done. Fini. Ask your damn question, man. I don't know who, who the reporter was, but golly, brother, you need to sit with me. I, I will gladly, you know what I'm saying? Yo, man, here's, here's a, you cut all this bullshit out right here and ask this question here and then go from there. And every player is different. Maybe you can do all that shit with Josh. Josh is really good at listening to what you're saying. And then giving you the whole, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the corporate talk. And, you know, we're just going to work hard. And we're gonna, the same bullshit that you guys write down as an answer. 
But you got a guy like Stefan Diggs, you got to get right to the point and just ask your question, bro. What are we doing? What are we doing all this for? <laughs> I'm falling asleep while you're asking the question, man, bro. Get get to it. Bam. I don't know who that brother was, but God, at least somebody get to that man and say, yo, just get to your, just get to your question. Just get to your question and get going. Anyway, uh, I found that super hilarious. But um, but it brings me to this though. It brings me to this because in that press conference, Stefan Diggs laid it out. Yo, water on the bridge, we good. There were things, because people don't realize, like, once the season's done, a lot of times these guys don't hang out all offseason. And this is, these are things we know. So when he, when he comes back, yo, I got unfinished business to talk to you guys about. After I left, I wanted to unwind, but I still didn't forget it. So we need to talk, hash it out, and let's get going. The beautiful thing about this whole situation is coach was like, yo, I misspoke. I shouldn't even said that, but I said it, but I misspoke. I didn't even mean that. I think we straight. Okay. We're straight. And whatever the hell they talked about, they talked about it. They hashed it out like men and we're done. That's it. And he gets to it and he didn't mince his words. He got to it. I'm like, yo, we're good. We're straight. And I love Josh. Josh is my guy. And I don't know who I think it was Sal. So I was like, yo, do you want to retire a bill? He's straight right to it. He goes, yeah, I plan to retire a bill. Fini. Get there, there's your there's your hot take. <laughs> Buffalo Bills receiver Stefan Diggs wants to retire Bill. Done. None of this all rigmarole for asking. Uh, because you like sandwiches and I saw you eating a sandwich and that turkey burger thing. And then you made that tweet from six years ago. And when I scratch myself and then I realize. Get to the fucking question. <laughs> get to the question. But anyway, um, I found that very interesting. But camp, camp is camp, man. Camp is long. Camp is, uh, is, is, is it's, 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 I mean, I want to call it stressful, but it's just like, you know, it's long for these guys, right? And I just want them two things. Stay the hell healthy. Stay healthy. And secondly, you know what I'm saying? The guys that need to step up, step up. I really want to see really big things from, from Benford and Kyrie. I want them to, I want, I want them to settle it right then and there. If Dane Jackson's in the mix, so be it. I want to see Harris show me some good stuff. Once the once the once the once the pads come on, it's a different ball game. That's what I'm looking forward to. Pads. Once the pads come on, bro. Yo, all this three day mini camp of all. You know what I mean? Ed Oliver's running things, and and Cyrus Torrance has had some struggles here and there. That's what I read a little bit as well. Spencer Brown was having a strong camp so far. Put the pads on. Once you put the pads on, this is where the separation begins. You start separating. You know what I'm saying? The camp divas or the camp cats. So, you know, we're the guys that are really trying to make this rem roster. So, love it. Love every bit of it. We're going to see a lot more. And uh, there's still some, um, there are still some some tickets apparently being sold to go to these these camps. So, if, I don't know who in this uh, in this chat has gone to camp or who has gone to any of the three days so far, let me know if there was an observation that you made where you're like, yo, I saw this and this was pretty dope. Let me know. Let's talk about it. Um, but for the most part, um, I think uh, I think the camp is going as expected, and we want to keep it that way. AK Cash says, "Yo, I'm trying to go to camp tomorrow again. Um, trying to yo if and you know what? Let me let me put it this way. Hold on a second. Let me shout out to my man. Give a shout out to my guy, New Mexico EJE. What's up, EJE? Yo, hit that like for my man Rico. Everyone, salute to my man." New Mexico EJA. Yo, smash that like. You guys, we've got 228 people watching right now. Smash that like. Here, I'm going to do, uh, well, we, we've been we've been, we've been on here for about an hour and a little bit, right? I'm going to do an opportunity right now to, if you have questions, concerns, 
topics you want to touch on, you have an opportunity right now. I'm going to put it in the chat. You have an opportunity to join me right now on screen, and let's talk about it. By the way, shout out to my man, Duke Tomlinson. Uh, he's a He's a Dolphins fan, and he's really going through it right now. He's going through it, and I don't blame him. He's got to be going through it because there was high aspirations, and there should still be high aspirations for the Dolphins. Just because, just because your guy is hurt doesn't mean I gotta put this away here. Just just because your guy is hurt doesn't mean that you guys are not gonna have a successful season. Eli Apple is gonna is gonna really kill it for you guys. He's going to kill it, and when I say kill it, that means he's gonna kill your right side or left side of the defense because Stefan Diggs is coming for his ass heavy. Heavy, heavy, heavy. So anyway, um, here's your opportunity, folks. If you guys want to jump on here and ask questions or bring up a topic that you don't think anybody's talking about, here it is. Facebook crew, if you're on the Facebook group, here it is for you guys. If you guys are joining on Twitch, there it is. There's the link. Hit that up. There's your Twitch link. And last but not least, if you guys are here with me on YouTube, there's a link. And uh, you can click that thing and join me. Make sure when you do or if you decide to, because uh, not everybody wants to do that. They just want to chill out. But if you do decide to join, uh, two things. Make sure that the TV or whatever is dimmed all the way the heck down. And uh, that you're, if you want to be on camera, you want to be on camera, just make sure that your, your Wi-Fi is straight. And secondly, if you don't want to be on camera, you just want to just be voice and just use your voice, go ahead and just just do that. <laughs> My man Wario is, is losing his mind. He thinks I was actually serious when I said that the Dolphins uh, – Eli Apple's going to shut it down. No, he's not. He ain't going to do shit. But I will say this, though. I will say this, though. The Miami Dolphins are going to be scary in regards to their run game. Um, and Raheem Mostert, when healthy, is a freaking good running back. He's a very good running back. Strong, fast as ever. And if he can stay healthy, they've got themselves a really good running back with that and now they and and now like they're still in the mix for dalvin cook and speaking of dalvin cook let me jump on the running back position right now dalvin cook is thinking i mean he's met with the jets and the rumor has it that they're offering him a two-year 18 million dollar deal so that puts him at nine mil a year um if they keep him on both sides but this is crazy to me because you got michael carter you got Brees Hall, and now you want to bring in Dalvin Cook. That's a crazy backfield. That's a crazy backfield. And I think they brought in another running back. I'm not sure who else they brought, but that's a crazy backfield. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. I mean, Dalvin Cook, It's it, you got to go where they want you. And if the, the New York Jets are there, then so be it. And you got to give the New York Jets some credit, man, because – I don't know, man. It looks like Aaron Rodgers has found youth again. It's like he feels good. And he feels so damn good that he was like, you know what? I'm going to take my contract. I'm going to restructure it or take a pay cut, however you guys want to do it. Because for the next two years, I'm giving you guys 35 mil. Do what you need to do to keep this team competitive. Not only this year, but next year. So that 35 mil that he just freed up, maybe that brings Dalvin Cook to the Jets. And... Man, oh, man, that that is crazy. Um, AK Cash says, I heard a rumor uh, Jets try to trade for Devontae Adams. Could you imagine if Devontae Adams comes over to the freaking Jets? <laughs> Yo, 
that will be tur- I'll be that'll be something else. I'll tell you this though. Um, it doesn't seem as though uh our guy Devontae Adams wants to even leave the Raiders. He says he wants to retire a Raider. So whether there's truth to that, maybe not, maybe so. We see a lot of players say a whole lot of things. Obviously, uh DeAndre Hopkins says he wants a quarterback, he wants a he wants a team that's gonna compete, and he also wants management to be on on par. Well, he wants the Titans. I don't know if those three things stand in stand in place. Uh, where franchise quarterback is is a mess. You you drafted a guy in the third round last year, then you draft Will Levis in the second, and now you got Ryan Ted. It's a mess. It's a mess in in Tennessee. So we'll see where that plays out and how they want to how they how they go about it. So uh, <laughs> good luck to them. But Dalvin Cook potentially could head to the Jets, but he's keeping the door open for the Dolphins. So the Dolphins have Devin Acne. Then you'll have, obviously, you're going to have uh, Raheem Mostert. You got Wilson. And then you're going to try to bring in Dalvin Cook. Like, no wonder the freaking running back position is devalued. You got a, you got a whole bunch of guys on one squad, and everybody's going to get their touches. How are you going to get your numbers? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, shout out to my man, Noir. What's up, Noir? He goes, yo, the gap is closer than you think. We can't sleep on the AFC East. Heck no. Every time that I mention the Miami Dolphins, or the New York Jets, I get my man Pierre telling me, yo, you shook. You're scared. What kind of fan are you? What are you scared of? <laughs> I, get, I get told that I'm shook, and I'm scared of the Jets, and I'm scared, and we shouldn't be acting scared. Maybe we won the division three years in a row. I get it. I totally get it. But 1,000%, the gap is much, much closer. The gap is much, much closer. So uh, we'll see how that plays out, man. We'll see how that plays out. But I, but I, we, got, we got ourselves a guest that's coming on. The season beast. I'm going to put the season beast on with me in just a second. Uh, my man, SB, make sure your mic is straight. Make sure volume is good. And if you're set and ready to go, just give me the double thumbs up and I'll bring you on. And uh, we'll go. Yo, he gave me the double thumbs up. So we straight. So uh, before I bring on my man, uh, my man, a season beast on here, I'm just going to take a couple comments here in the chat and uh, we'll go from there. And shout out to my girl, uh, Morning Man, Linda West. What's up, Linda? What's happening? I hope everything is well with you. Let's see here. We got my man, uh, Dante Jenkins, comes in and says, hey, Rodgers is setting management up for when he fails, (laughs) and he will fail. Uh, He's going to use front office as a scapegoat, saying he took a pay cut for success and they dropped the ball. I totally don't see that. The team is full of, of guys that are young and talented. Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner being one of them. Then you got Jermaine Johnson on that squad. Like, fam, Mosley, you got a freaking good team. And a lot of these guys are on their first contracts. So, like, I'm giving you more money to weaponize this team. I can't see them not having a good year. But shit happens, man. If everybody stays healthy, the Jets are going to be nice. You can't, you, can't, uh, you can't go wrong with that at all. Um, all right, so let me bring my man, uh, Season Bs. I got Riser has one thing here. He goes, uh, Rico. If the Bills were to add another player to the team during free agency or is a real possibility to be traded uh, for, who would it be? Trading for, I don't know if we're in the position. I mean, I don't want to say we're in the position, but I think we, we could, we'll trade someone from our team to acquire picks. But if we were to trade for someone and I'm looking at the position, I'm looking at 
know what I'm saying? Where, you know what I'm saying? Where, where, where we're lined up. I feel we're okay at corner. We have, we have enough of a battle happening at corner. Safety, we're straight. Uh, linebacker, I mean, I, we could do something with the linebacker position, but we drafted Dorian Williams, and then we, you know what I'm saying, Baylor Inspector could be coming on, Bernard. Obviously, I mean, I don't know, man, bro. I There's not a whole lot. Like, this team still looks good. It still looks good. So there's not really a glaring need to bring in someone. There's not a glaring need to bring in someone. So I can't say anything. If we're going to move on from someone, it to me, it'd be boogie bashing because it just creates, you know what I'm saying, uh, it gets us, acquires us picks, and it gives him an opportunity to be somewhere else. It's just that this place is just too damn stashed. But anyway, let me jump in there. Uh, great question, by the way. Let me jump in there with my guy, Season Beast, and we're going to bring him on. Salute to my guy, Season Beast. What's happening, bro? You're muted, my guy. You're muted. You're muted. Unmute. Let me see if I can help you with that. Yeah, hey. now. Yeah, what's up, bro? All right, man. Sorry about that. Trying to get my audio right over here. All, all is good, brother. What's happening? Talk to me. What's on your mind, Season Beast? Uh, not much, man. Uh, main thing I really wanted to look for or uh, see some kind of difference in our team this year is, man. My big thing is our defense has always had problems tackling, like open field tackling. And it's not just one specific player, like it's several players. Like that's one thing I think we definitely got to work on. We do. And you'll see that's why we brought in Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp is is one that A is like in that at that safety position. What a big time position it is that you can add that can come in and give support in the box alongside Milano, alongside whoever the other linebacker is, and Teron Johnson. So then you bring in a, a Taylor Rapp that can fit into the box right there. So now you have slash linebacker. He's like a Mark Barron. Barron played like a safety slash linebacker and uh, solid, right? So we can bring in a guy like that, that like like Taylor Rapp, that's excellent at tackling. You can't go wrong. So that will boost our, our ability to freaking not have a guy like Damian Harris take it freaking to the house 65 yards, if you remember that one. That was huge, right? We yeah. can't have that. So... If we can if we can knock these guys down a peg, we'll, we'll be all right. But yeah, you're right, man. We we do have some moments where we're like, Yo, how are we allowing this to happen? Why can't we tackle? So bringing in a guy like Taylor Rapp helps. Leonard Floyd that helps. So we've got some guys that that'll boost us that weren't on this team last year. That's on this team this year. So this would be good. Cool. This would be good, yeah. man. What what's you got, man? Talk to me. What's on your mind? Are you are, do you live in Buffalo, by the way? Uh, no, I'm actually in Tennessee, <laughs> long ways away. Hold on, you're in Tennessee? Yeah. Oh, so you got that? Oh, you got all that Tennessee talk. That radio, yeah, that radio. I, I've heard a bunch of uh friends of mine that are Titans fans uh bragging about getting B hop and all this. And I'm like, all right, good for y'all. Like, but I don't know what, what we got going on in Buffalo. Like, to me, that's that's like hometown as far as football. Like, I've been to Buffalo once, like when I was younger, and oh. I just I don't know. Uh, I've always loved the city, the atmosphere, the, you know, the family, like even, you know, the way the team comes up with it, like just it's a family, like it's more than just a football team. And I don't know, that's just it's no matter how many hundreds of miles away from Buffalo I am like, that's that's, that's, that's where my that's, heart is, boss. Where your like, heart is at. I like it. So let me ask you this, though. 
So you've been reading articles. I'm sure you've been coming perusing on like, I don't know if you, if you do a lot of Facebook or if you do a lot of Twitter or if you do a lot of, uh, you know what I'm saying, Instagram. So what has stood out to you that you've been reading or seeing with this camp or, or something that you've been paying attention to that's, that stood out to you like, yo, man, I'm interested in seeing that. I'd like to see more of it or I want to talk more about this or nobody's talking about this shit. You'll bring this up. Is there anything that stand out to you right now? Um, man, honestly, uh, like I've I've seen a lot about Dalton Kincaid and right. everybody's kind of blowing him up and that's good to see. Um, I'm always going to be a, Docs, a Dawson Knox fan. Like seeing them together on the field, like the one dude was talking about the you know dual tight ends. Yeah. Like I I can't wait to see that. I'd um, be fun. Especially would love to see more of a Dawson running the ball. Like I y'all y'all gotta remember back his first two seasons them them runs he put on people and right. stiff arms that were all over espn and he got uh the the hard knocks award from uh, i can't think of his name right now uh kyle you know who i'm talking about yeah i do, I do exactly talk about kyle Hold brand on. you just you just brought something up to me and i and i i, I just, something just stop i gotta stop you because i asked you this so you you obviously you love the bills are you of the same mind frame that Yo, the Dolphins are good and the Jets are good yeah. and you should we should be aware of them or you're like, man, bump that. I don't give a damn who they are. Squish the fish. The Jets are shit. You don't give a damn. Or are you are you respecting what the Jets, the Patriots and uh, and obviously the, the, the Dolphins bring to the AFC East? Man, I, I've learned enough in the past. Like you don't ever get too cocky, especially being a Bills fan like. Everybody said last year we're Bills are going to the Super Bowl. We were the Super Bowl team last year, and look what happened. I mean, we yeah. did all right. Thirteen and three ain't bad, but like, I'm always gonna put respect where it's due. And with who the Jets and the Dolphins, even the Patriots, like I too worried about the Patriots, but still with Bill Belichick, you you know, like it's always gonna be an issue, and. Yeah, with the people they got on rosters so far, like yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an AFC battle, and oh heck, it's gonna yeah. be interesting. So uh, let me, I'm gonna, and this is the last thing I'm gonna bring up, right? And I, I want your thoughts on this, and I want everybody's thoughts in the chat. I don't know why, but me and Pierre, we got into an argument about this. I got a heated debate, and I saw it one way, he saw it another, and I can't stand it. So the other day, somebody on online said. And I've heard it all all year long. The Bills were eight points away from being undefeated. Yeah. We 16 and 0. Right. And I was like, oh, what? Eight points? Okay. They're talking about the Vikings game. We lost by three. Obviously, we lost in the in the overtime. Then the, the Jets game, we lost by two. And then what was the other game? Uh the the, the other game we lost by three. Uh Vikings, who we lost to the Vikings, we lost to the Jets, and we lost to who was the other team we lost to? The Dolphins. Yeah. We lost to the Dolphins. Okay. So we lost by eight points. And then I was like, why is everybody harped on this? Well, we're eight points for being 16 and no, and this, that, and the third. I could flip it. And I just can't stand that whole eight point business because I could flip it and say, well, we were a, a few touchdowns. Excuse me. We were 13 points from being nine and seven. And yeah. then we maybe, we maybe missed the playoffs. So, and the reason this was brought up was because I think the, the concept was 
Like, we're a really good team. People need to stop sleeping on us and stop talking ish about us because we went 13-3, and and we could have went 16-0, and so y'all better stop talking ish. But there was a reason that teams were like, yo, I don't trust this team because if you go back to that Miami Dolphins game in the playoffs, we only won by three. We only won by three. So, and the Chiefs game, we won by four, right? We beat the Ravens by three. We beat the, uh, who was it, another team that we beat by three. There's a few other teams that we only beat by three. So, like, easily those teams could have been turned around and we're nine and seven. I just can't stand when people are like, yo, who, the input for, yo, listen, man, one, and it's so cliche, but it's one game at a time. One game at a time, and we go from there. This whole eight points from being this, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm four inches shorter than being, I could have been in the NBA. I'm four inches shorter. I could have been this, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just the way I look at it. I, mean, I just, I think it's annoying as heck when people bring the whole eight point thing. I just can't stand it. It's like, yo, fam, one game at a time, we win it. Because I will say this though, the the point that my man Pierre made, and I'm gonna, this is my last point. And I'll let you go because I think some other people want to jump on here with me. But um, uh, Pierre was like, listen, man, a lot of times, which is facts, the Bills would lose the close games, right? The games that we were like, oh man, this is close, and we're down four, and we got to drive all the way up the field the chances of us scoring were very slim and we're like, we're done. We're not, we're not winning this one. There's no way. There's no way. And it happens often. And we finally put a, 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 a year together that the games that we were supposed to lose or we, we, we were, we weren't destined to win. We were winning the close ones because the margin was when we, when we played teams, we'd blow them up. But if, if the game was within seven points, we were losing. That was the problem. So now Last year, we were winning games that were really close. So we've kind of turned we've turned the tide a little bit, right? Yeah. But I, I still hate the eight points, and we could have been 16 and no, man, bump that. That's not that's not for me. I hate that point. But anyway, I brought that up because I was just annoyed with that. But are you are you of the mindset? No, we're just true. Yo, I don't give a damn what people say, man. We were eight points for being 18, uh, 16 and no. We could have, you know what I mean? That number one C would have been ours. Are you in that mind frame, or are you like one game at a time, bro? I'm much more of a one game at a time. One like, game at a time. I got it. I'm sorry. It's just it's too easy for one play to go wrong. So somebody fumble, the game go a completely different way. Like it, it happens all the time. That's many of the times. Many of those games that come down to three, five, eight points or whatever. Like it it only took one play to make a difference in that game, and whether it was an L or a W. Like so. In my opinion, you, you can't ever be like, yeah, we got this. No, no worries. We're, we're that team. Like, it, it's just that's how it is in the NFL, man. That's facts, man. But listen, man, David, Dave Coolis is showing you love, man. Season Beast is bringing that fire. He's showing you I love. I don't, know that, man. I don't know if you paid that brother to say that, but uh... <laughs> I ain't got the money for that, Rico. Yeah, I got you, brother. Man. Listen, I appreciate you, man. We'll definitely. Hey, man, uh, real quick. Can I ask you listen, real bro. quick? Yeah, what's up, uh, man? Do you remember me coming on live with you last year? I do. Awesome, man. I, uh, I'm trying to get that podcast together, man. I actually finally posted a video on YouTube like a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, I'm trying to work on it, man. I know uh, you said I need to get some audio stuff down. Like, funny thing, right. right before you brought me on, my audio completely went out. My boom arm on my microphone fell, so I'm sitting here holding my microphone this whole time. The struggle and is it real. started storming right outside my window, so I, I yeah, I'm trying, man. It's hard. Listen, man, hey. Listen, it's one step at a time, man. I'm telling you, I started, you know how I started? I started using the audio off my computer, off my computer, and it was one move at a time. Then I got a microphone that stood on a thing like this. 
And then I got the boom arm. And then, and then, and then. Trust me, it doesn't just, you don't get everything in one shot. One thing at a time. This mic here, you think I bought this thing brand new? Heck no. I am a thrifter. I'm a thrifty yeah. guy. Me. I'm always like marketplace. I'm checking things out. People are getting rid of stuff and I get this microphone and I happen to get one of the best microphones out there. Luckily, because nice. I didn't know anything about it. So one thing at a time, brother, and then you get that. All right, bro. Appreciate it, Rico, man. Yes, sir. That's my guy. Season beast. Salute to you. We'll definitely get together again. Y'all have a good night. Yes, sir. That's my guy. Season beast. You got listen, man. If you guys are trying to get into the podcast, the podcast game, like starting, they always say just start it. But yeah, you gotta get your get your audio right, get all that stuff right, and then it's then it's it's worthy enough. Nothing worse than you listen to a podcast and you're like, yo, that is that sounds like garbage, or the Wi-Fi is going out. You're like, yo, I can't even watch that. It's, you got to get those things out first, and then you straight. So, um, let me let me take some of your 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 questions before I get out of here. If you guys have any questions, concerns, let's let's do it. Um, I know when I brought up the whole sixteen and zero bit. I know a lot of a lot of you 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 guys were talking some making some points here. So one of them I think was Z Mad Mafia, and it's my man Z Mad Mafia. What do you say? Z, oh, let me click that thing. So Z Mad says, "Yo, our defense has given up 32 points per game in the last five playoff games. Two just need to be healthy this year and get better." I'm telling you, man. I mean, I will say this though: Did we run out of steam and run out of gas last year? It's very possible. It is very possible. Uh, and maybe that's that was our downfall, but man, we were so all we were also so damn destined to do some good things last year. But things happen, man. AK Cash, what's up? He says, "Yo, the one thing, um, the one thing is so statistically is though is statistically we were the better teams in those three losses. That's the difference from the past. It's true. I mean, we we had no business losing to the Vikings. The Vikings, we had no business losing. The Jets." They just they just out flat out played it. They outplayed us, and the Dolphins. I mean, we split. We I mean, listen, we already know what it is. We split the series with them, but really, really and truly, we should have had that one game. But Josh Allen threw the ball into the dirt. Isaiah McKenzie was wide open. It just didn't work out. So we will get back on track. We will. I mean, this is a great opportunity for the Bills to show that this ain't a fluke. We didn't just you know I mean win the division three times in a row for no reason. We're gonna try to do it the fourth time, and. uh we're, we're going to have our hands full. We're definitely going to have our hands full this year because the AFC East is absolutely freaking stacked. Bro, thing is stacked, man. Um, let's see what we got here. Let me see if I have any questions, concerns that are coming up here in the chat. I got my guy, Jamel Redford, and says, yo, it's obvious the plan is to make the defense like the 85 Bears. Diggs trying to tell you when they didn't get Hopkins but kept Epinesa. I don't know if that was his message. I don't know if that was his message. You know what I'm saying? Because one of the rumors out there was that he didn't feel like he's he had enough say in in the offense. He didn't have enough. He feels he's not targeted enough. And he he shut that down and put that to bed. He's like, fam, I'm north of 100 every year, every damn year I've been here. I'm a captain on this team. Listen, n- all those things that are out there that are, oh, I'm, I'm not happy because I'm not getting targets or I'm not involved. But I'm a receiver. What do I have to do with play calling? I couldn't, I couldn't call plays to save my life. So, like, he put that to bed, right? So, it wasn't a matter of D-hop and this, that. It was a matter of them, the way they lost. He didn't like it. And he needed to, you know what I mean, bring some things to the table. And they talked about it. They hashed it out. And away they go. It's the way it should be. My man, Scott Blakely from the Shy. What's up, Scott? Scott, always showing love from Chicago. Was good. He goes, Yo, Rico, um... I think our roster is better this year. 
What do you say? Is our roster better this year than it was last year? Okay, well, let's start. I mean, we can go by position by position. The running back position, in my opinion, is better this year. The receiver position, um, I think that we, it's a, I think it's a, I think if it's not a wash, it's, it's, it's like a, I would say it's a slight, it's slightly better. The receiver position is slightly better. The tight end position is better. Quarterback, obviously Josh Allen is, is back. He's doing his thing. But to me, I think the offense in terms of the pieces that we have on the squad is better. Look at the O-line. The O-line, we bring in Connor McGovern, right? That's got some, some valuable experience at the left guard position. And then you bring in a second round pick in Osiris Torrance. And if it's not Osiris Torrance, you've got a veteran in, in, in Ryan Bates. That's solid. So offensively, I think we're better. Defensively, we lose Tremaine Edmonds. So that is a big key. That's a big cog in the defense. So I think we, we may have kind of taken a step. We may look, we may see a step back on the defensive side of the ball in terms of looking at the linebacker position, but we gain our safeties back with the addition of Taylor Rapp to give us depth. Kyrie Elam going into his second year. Christian Benford. Um, defense, we got Leonard Floyd that, that's on the squad right now. Um, Puna Ford added. I think we got better slightly. I think if you look at the overall defense and overall offense in this team altogether, I would agree we did get better. We definitely did get better. And just by a little bit. And we were damn good last year. So for me to say just by a little bit is pretty damn good because we had a really, really good team last year. So to me, I think we're, I think we're all right, man. I think, we, I think we're, we're, we'll be better, better, better for it this year. My man, Duke Tomlinson, the Dolphins fan. What's going on, man? He goes, yo, Rico, was Kincaid right pick in the first round? Maybe should have gone defense. Um, no, Kincaid was the right pick. Um, and what we needed for, when I looked at what we needed for this whole team altogether, the big need last year was corner, and we addressed the cornerback position. The big need this year was most likely going to be, was it linebacker? If we were going to replace Terrain Edmonds, was it going to be the linebacker position? Did we need another receiver? I think receiver was the big one that we needed. And I think the best fit was grabbing a guy at tight end because now you can face, you can put him in the slot as a receiver. You can put him at tight end. You can put him in line. So we pretty much hit the jackpot with what we needed because receiver was what we were looking for because that's what I was looking for. I was like, listen, you need to pair someone with, with Stefan Diggs because I personally don't think Gabe Davis returns next year. So you need to put somebody in place. What is it going to be? Stefan Diggs and, and Kalu Shakir, right? And Trent Sherfield. So like, you're still going to have to address the receiver position, but Justin Shorter being brought on, we're going to see a lot more. But overall, if you think about it, Kincaid was the right pick. I think we did. I think we nailed it. And the fact that he was available and we moved up for it, I think it works well. And you're going to see, you're going to see, it's going to pay dividends. It's definitely going to pay dividends when you see how we utilize them this year. And I'm hoping for a big, big, big year. Uh, I got a super chat coming in from my guy, David, 824. He says, go Bills and showing a little love. And I appreciate that. Thank you, David. Much love to you. And I'm going to I'm gonna take a couple more questions. And uh, I'm going to get my black ass out of here. Um, and if you, you do want to join and you have an opportunity to join, uh, I'm going to put the link in the, uh, in the comment section. You guys can jump in and uh, join me live like my guy Seasoned Beast did. Season Beast came in, SB, and uh, and came in and showed some love, man. So I'm going to put the link 
in the comment section and uh, we can go from there, man. So let me let me see what else uh, y'all are saying. If you have any more questions, concerns, jump in there. This is your opportunity. Lego. Uh, what do we got? Kyle Stewart. What's up, Kyle? Kyle comes in and says, yo, and we still got to see our defense, uh, how our defense play with McDermott Con plays has the potential to be much better than in the playoffs. Well, we're going to see, man, because right now it's two things that you're going to see. If the defense gets better, then all praise goes to McDermott for making the decision to move on from, from uh, Leslie Frazier, right? And, and if that happens, then they'll use Leslie Frazier as the scapegoat to say, see, all he needed was McDermott to call the plays because Frazier was messing this up this whole thing up and look at the playoff game. We lost 27 to 10. And if we had better play calling, who knows? Right. But if this defense regresses, then you, then you let this guy go for no reason. Or it's one of those situations where it's like, okay, well, you know, do you have to go? So maybe McDermott is the problem. So it's, it's twofold. That's why there's a lot of pressure on McDermott going into this year because there's two ways to look at it. He comes in and looks like a hero, and he's got this team, you know what I mean, playing way better, and they make it to the AFC championship, championship and beyond, or they regress, and they say that Leslie Frazier was the one carrying this team. And now you got McDermott on the hot seat. Highly doubtful because they just signed him to an extension along with Brandon Bean, but two ways it can go. But at the end of the day, this team should be better because a lot of the guys are back healthy. Poyer and Hyde being healthy is huge. I mean, Leonard Floyd coming, like Leonard Floyd coming in, and Von Miller returning when he does will be massive. And then we'll be right back in the hunt. I mean, people forget once Von Miller comes in, he changes the face of this defense. The defense runs way different when Von Miller's in the game. So shout out to uh, shout out to the Bills bringing in Von Miller, and uh, when he gets healthy, it's over with. It's gonna be a problem for the freaking league. They better watch out. They better freaking watch out. So, um, folks, if that's it for me, and y'all got no questions, concerns, and and y'all ain't with it, and you guys feel good about how we attacked what we need to talk about, then it's wonderful. It's great. Um, and then we we have camp tomorrow. So there's camp on Sunday. Uh, so everybody comes back, and uh, we shall see how things play out. Will they be in pads? And I'm going to tell you right now, when they go in pads, it's over with. It's, that's when you're going to find out, I mean, when the boys are separated from the men. I mean, all the boys over here and the men are over here. So we're, we're soon going to find out. Pads on, no more thud. Now is you, we taking you to the ground. So now you're going to see if Harris is the real deal. Now you're going to see if Christian Benford is the real deal. Now you're going to see if Ed Oliver's dominance continues when the pads are on. And now you can really hit and really move some things. Big day. Pads are coming, boy. And once the pads is on, to me, that's when true training camp starts. The big thing for me is everyone stay freaking healthy. Stay healthy. And if they can stay healthy and we, wake, we, we make it to the first week and we start getting in the groove of things, we are a team to be reckoned with. You're not going to want to see us. You're not going to want to see us. So do me a favor. Before y'all get out of here, smash that like real quick. If you haven't shared this, share this to any of your friends, family that, that need to be you mean, caught up on when it comes to this, this, uh, this camp. So we're all caught up in day three camp. I'm going to tell you right now, man, big things are coming. Day one, 
A lot of things are going on, but the, let me recap a little bit for what's going on, man. So all is the same. Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen killing the game, right? The running back position, James Cook is showing exactly why they drafted him. His hands are pure. He can catch the ball anywhere, and he's going to be a problem in the backfield. They just have to use him, right? Dalton Kincaid, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and and uh, listen, Dawson Knox, the two, these two dudes, the chemistry between the two of them alone is great. We just got to make sure that these guys are utilized on the field. There's only one football. So Ken Dorsey, find your poison, find your ways and where you can pick at it and find your best plays and put these guys in best positions to win. Defensive side of the ball, Ed Oliver's killing it. Puna Ford is looking really good. And uh, Greg Rousseau is going to be in his third year. This is a massive year for Greg Lewis. That's Greg Lewis. Greg Rousseau. Uh, the one position that is up for grabs right now, defensively, is cornerback number two, up for grabs, and linebacker next to Matt Milano, up for grabs. Question is, who is going to freaking, you know what I'm saying, flex their muscle and say, I got this? We're going to find out. We'll soon find out. So, folks, that's it. I appreciate you guys tuned in. We did an hour and a half show. I didn't expect to go this long, but guess what? We did it. We here. And obviously you guys show love and I, and I appreciate that very much. So, so do us a favor, start trickling back in, subscribe. If you have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. Let's get things popping right back up again. And uh, once the season begins, man, it's on and popping. Let's go. So in, if you have not once again, Oh, you know what? I got to put this up there. I got to put this up there. I saw it. It was meant for me to see it. Miles fourth. Jesus loves you as well. And uh, he loves us all, baby. And on that note, let me end it this way. So, folks, enjoy the rest of your evening. We will catch you on the on the on the flip side, and uh, we'll back at it again on Tuesday. So we'll have more camp talk, and we'll get right into it. And until next time, it's your boy Rico, and we'll catch you again. Have yourself a great evening. Thanks for tuning in on a Saturday evening. We'll see you again Tuesday evening. Peace.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 